The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk and co-host of Yeah, Chris. I'm here, James. How are you? All right. Chris is on the road. Drive the road, make yeah, we're in we're in Iowa. We're about an oh, hour and a half away from Rochester. Well, glad you ain't in Dallas. We got Abe. You there, Abe? Yes, sir. I'm here. How you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to have you back on. Wayne, are you there? Uh, Wayne is not here, but the prophet is here. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, the prophet. Hey, Wayman. How are you? <laughs> good. Yourself? Good, the prophet, good. The prophet. Great weekend, right? I'd like to start off the show, one, uh, me and Chris really appreciate you guys being on. So what me and Chris kind of do, Chris out of town, take care of things for the family, but um, in March, I'll give you guys a date. It's in March, the 17th of four-day thing, for y'all being an hour guest on Voice America, the NFL had a conference thing where all the teams, coaches, and former players, be there, you golf and do all that. Me and Chris, well, we well, we take care of us. Well, you guys, you guys got invited, and your plane ticket be taken care of, and your hotel and all. So I'll give you guys a date. All y'all got to do is just be there with me and Chris, and it'll be the all NFL teams. I'll send y'all the email about it, so y'all can go. Chris, we'd like to welcome them because they've been a guest, right? Absolutely, that'd be a good time. And the only right. thing about hey, this is, usually in Hawaii, we can pay for y'all in Hawaii. <laughs> 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 so, Abe and uh, women, we love for y'all to come. And it's a good thing. All the players there, and it's like a golf, and they have meetings, and y'all get to do. So I'll send y'all the email if y'all welcome, because no. me and Chris really appreciate y'all being, you know, guests on the show. No, that'd be perfect. I look forward to it. So, Absolutely. Abe, I know I'd you can take vacation, too, so you can go. So, so James, there's something else we're looking forward to, right? What's that, Chris? Talk to me. A, a, a meal at Elway's, courtesy of, of, of Wayman, right? And the reason Talk why is well, Dallas is up the reason why is, the reason why is not going to materialize, even though there was a big step forward this week, which made me cringe. So, I think it's going to be a close one. Let, let's Five do this. Three let's, more to go. And then we've got dinner on you. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's do this, Chris. I know y'all already eat. We'll talk about dinner a little bit later. Let's talk about, because we have another guest. His name Dallas, and he's a Cowboys, Wayman. And um, I had to go and look at, I had to go today and, work and look at Abe. You know, he was waiting for me. You should have seen that smile. 
Let's talk about those Cowboys. First, you know, Chris, I know I told you we need all Cowboys stuff. But let's start off with you, Wayne. Do you think those Cowboys for real, then you, Abe, and then you, Chris? Do you think they for real? I think there's only one team in the NFC that can beat the Cowboys, and that's the Seahawks. Um, because I think the Seahawks, without having the blitz, can shut down Dallas's run game. Maybe not completely, but I, I think the Seahawks, from what I see, and you never know what happens in the NFL from week to week, but from what I've been able to see, and I watch almost everything, um, the only team I see right now that could beat the Cowboys in the NFC are the Seahawks. Wayman, I mean, um, eight. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I, I agree with that entirely. You know, uh, uh, I think, uh, for a long time now, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming that, uh, people, uh, are, are just now starting to, to believe that, uh, that these guys are, are for real. And, uh, you know, with this, this last game that they, that they played against, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, I, I think they really showed, uh, what, what they're, they're really capable of. Um, you know, uh, I just can't say enough about, you know, how happy I am, how happy I am to see them winning, uh, every week. And, you know, I hope that they continue to, to, to stay on this path for the rest of the season, you know, uh, and, uh, into the playoffs and who knows, uh, even, you know, maybe, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at a, a, a hopefully a Super Bowl and, and a Super Bowl win. You know, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not ruling that out uh, at all. But uh, you know, it's like Wayman said, everything's week to week. You never know what what can happen. You know, uh, but for now, we'll take it li- like it is. You know, and uh, we'll just keep keep. Hopefully everything uh, stays the way it is, you know, and, and they keep winning. Go ahead, Chris. So, Break it down. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in on this. So <laughs> I, I, I definitely think that, that Cowboys got lucky this past weekend, and Pittsburgh pretty much had the game won and gave it up. Um, so in all rights, Pittsburgh should have beat them this past weekend. And, and, and I don't disagree on, on one hand, but on the other hand, and in defense of the Cowboys, which I'm a today, but uh, um, is the fact that the Cowboys did come back. And, and obviously they got a fortuitous call uh, with the face mask on Witten um, that put them in field goal range, and then Pittsburgh sold out, and, and that, um, I mean, Elliott broke the big run up the middle. But the fact is the Cowboys are a team now, and I've mentioned this in past shows, where they expect to come back and win now. With Romo, you expected or were waiting for him to throw that interception that blew the game. And now with the Cowboys, I think both on their team and even watching it, you're expecting them to potentially pull the game out. The Cowboys are pulling games out now that they didn't pull out in the past. And, 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 and the old Cowboys definitely would have lost to Pittsburgh with 42 seconds left on the clock and needing to score, I mean, if, if you watch that game, they came down still like clockwork. I think there were still 12, 13, 20 seconds on the clock when they scored. They only took 20 seconds 
to score a touchdown um, at the end of a game, which um, when you think about it, it's pretty amazing in today's NFL, and that's not the old Cowboys team. Just from a confidence standpoint, the Cowboys are a different team with Dak Prescott playing quarterback. Well, I, I agree with that. I agree as far as Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. You know, they're they're pretty amazing combination, the two of them. You know, and, and being able to, to do what they're doing. But, again, I, I, I think they've gotten lucky. You know, they've gotten some calls. They've gotten, you know, plays that, that shouldn't have happened and, and teams because yeah. Pittsburgh should have won. Let's, let's do this. Think about, think about this, guys. Chris, Wayman, hey, remember last year when Cam Newton was winning these games? Some of winning like the same way Dallas was doing that, and they went to the Super Bowl and got their butt kicked. Everybody say the playoff, hey, man, you just talk about this state. It's a different game. You know, you play in the Red Sea, but when you get to playoff, it's, it's a different game. People playing different. Dallas ain't going to win ugly like this in the playoff. Winning like they, those games, they're going to lose in the playoff. Do you guys think so? Yes or no? You think they're going to still get by and get to, you know? I, I think there's, there's potential. Like I said, when you win games, and it doesn't matter how you win them, Sometimes, just the fact that you win them and you can inspire that confidence in your team. And I think that's what Dallas is doing right now, is they can win under any condition, um, any type, way, shape, or form. You look at the Broncos last year. You talk about a team not supposed to win games. I remember seeing them get their butts kicked all game by Kansas City. And then you get, um, what's the name of the, the Kansas City running back that's hurt this year? Anyways, um, so Kansas City... Gets the ball back after the Broncos have tied the game. He runs up, gets the ball stripped. Broncos pick it up and run it in for a touchdown. Look how many games this year the Broncos have won because of their defense. Not because of their offense, but to leave getting an interception. Look at the Saints game this week when the Broncos got two fumbles in a row from Michael Thomas, two interceptions, um, and then a, a, a block PAT that shouldn't have even counted had the referees had a better angle or him have on black shoes. You know what? Sometimes you win games that you're supposed to. Sometimes you don't. But it inspires that team to keep doing what they're doing, keep building on what they're building. And I think you pull and draw from that when it's necessary in the NFL. What do you think, Abe? I, uh, I'm going to, you know, I agree with, with, uh, with that, uh, but uh, I want to go a step further, and I want to give uh, credit where credit is due, and I want to uh, give credit to the uh, the offensive line. You know, these you know uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he can't do this job all by himself, and these guys they're making the holes for him, and he's got the speed to get through those those holes and get you know what he needs done when he needs to do it, and you know I think that has a lot to do with it as well. So the combination. Of the three, it's a triple threat right there. You know, uh, you uh, you have that, and 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 uh, I think I think uh, they're 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 fully capable of winning a championship that way. You know, so. Good. Go on, work the magic. What's your question? Get them working. Uh, okay. So, so, I so Wayman and, and Abe, Abe, you'll be happy to hear this, but um, James had me focus on Dallas. So this show is. 100% all about <laughs> Dallas. The first question I have is, Tony Romo says he bets Dak Prescott, but still wants to play. 
Basically, Tony is willing to be that backup quarterback. And at age 36 and with 14 years in the league, do you think he will ever win a championship? Abe, what do you think? Well, here's the, here's the thing. You know, I saw the, the – I listened to the speech that he gave uh, at the press conference. And I got to tell you, Tony Romo is a stand-up guy. You know, he's a, he's a real class act. You know, and uh, it, it's got to be tough. I mean, I'm sure James could attest to this, but when, when you're injured and somebody's taking over for you and they're getting the job done week to week, I mean, it's got to be hard to see that, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, he's still a part of the team, and he still, he still wants to see him win. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he, it's like he said, uh, is, uh, Dak Prescott has his back, and, and he has Dak's back. So, uh, you know, with that attitude, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Tony for, for, for uh, doing that. And, uh, you know, I, I wish him the best. You know, even if he doesn't stay in Dallas, uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, uh, there, there will be opportunities down the road for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, as of now, he's, he's still a, a Dallas Cowboy. And uh, uh, the, one of the reports that I read said that, uh, you know, he, he, he's, uh, he, we, we got to keep him ready, keep uh, Tony Romo ready just in case they need him, you know. So, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, he's uh, he's, he's a stand-up guy, and, and I like I said, I can't say enough about him, about Tony. You know, he's uh, he's a great guy. Hey, wait a minute. Let me ask before you ask. I know you agree with this, Chris. I hope y'all sitting down for this. Hey, you know you're my best friend in the whole world, but I gotta bite <laughs> your ass up right now. Tony Romo did that because he had to do that because. All the pressure is on. Well, he's sitting back waiting right now for Zach, Dak to mess up. So he come in, everybody say, see that? We need it, Tony. So he had to do that. He did that out there. Ain't no stand-up guy. He had to do that. You know, so he went back. So when he messed up, everybody like, hey, bring Tony back in because he want all that pressure to the plant. Am I wrong or right, Wayman? Come on, Wayman. You're, you're, you're wrong and you're right. Um, wow. It's Come on, you're wrong and you're right. Now, I agree with the fact that you said that he had to do it. And and Tony Romo made me sick because I was hoping that he would throw a monkey wrench in the Cowboys season as a Redskins fan and and and, 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 and fight for his job publicly. He didn't do that for the sake of a sake of the team. And so for that he is a stand up guy. But anybody that's ever worth their salt in the NFL wants to play. Tony Romo wants to play. Tony Romo wishes it was him behind center right now, but he put his pride aside, whether he believes everything he said or not, and he did it for the sake of the team. And so for that, you do have to give him credit. Do I believe everything Tony Romo said? No. Does Tony Romo wish it was him playing? Yes. But at least he is humble enough to be able to come out and support his team publicly, which... Which some people didn't do. Look at Brett Favre in Green Bay and how that turned out. Brett Favre was never Tony Romo. Brett Favre didn't say, you know what? You guys have turned the page. We're winning with Aaron Rodgers. And so that's a good thing. No, Brett Favre said, get me the hell out of Green Bay 
and 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 obviously there was a disconnect with that franchise. So you do have to give him some credit. You know, he's been that franchise's quarterback in the face of that franchise for over a decade, and to see you doing so well without you, that's hard for anyone. That's like, you know, love, you're looking at one of your old, old girlfriends, and then they get with somebody that, and I know it's hard to think that someone would get with someone better looking than you, but they get with someone better looking and got more money than you, and, and now they're doing well. That's hard to see. Hey, wait a minute. You, you, you try to put that... Like Denzel, I look like Denzel, motherfucker. Say so. Yeah, you another example. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it's hard to imagine that somebody's looking better than you. You know, it could happen. But I would always say the same thing. I mean, uh, example like you got a woman, and then like you saying that okay, uh, he do more like you gotta sit back and say okay, I'm gonna let you be with him. Then when you find out he ain't doing all I'm doing for you, you'll come back to me. That's the same thing you trying to say. Same with Dallas. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna continue to say. I'm gonna continue to say. Go ahead, do be with that. But then when yeah. he messed up, y'all, you say the same thing. Am I right? Hey, of course, of course. Yeah, I. You know, I. The one example I think of is uh, the Denver Broncos. You know, with uh, Peyton Manning. You know, Peyton Manning set out half the season. So, I mean, uh, you know, and, and and at the end of the season, he came back in the playoffs to win and then win the championship, win the, the Super Bowl, you know. So, uh, who knows? Maybe the, the a similar type thing will happen in this situation. But, as, you know, as far as it goes now, you know, uh, Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott is running the game, you know, so... Let's do this. Let's take a break, okay. and when we come back, we'll have Chris ask some questions. But then I got to talk to you guys about 10 emails I got upset by the comment last week. So uh, we'll be right back, Chris Raymond. I mean, Chris, A, and the Prophet. That's right. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
you're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk and co-host and Chris. You there with me, Chris? I'm here, James, up in beautiful Iowa. All right, make it happen, Iowa. <laughs> I, I, I hope you guys back me up. We got Abe, you there, Abe? Yes, sir. And we got the prophet, Wayman. You there, Wayman? I am here. Guys, now I get email. Um, before Chris called one question about Dallas, I told him to focus on Dallas, you know, to make Abe happy, you know, because I got to see his face every day. You know, he's smiling in my face. But that's all right, Abe. I got to do it. Then I'm going to deal with Wayman with my free lunch. We'll talk about life. But anyway, I get emails on the show where we talk about. We talked about last week when um, the lady from, um, ah, what team was that? The kicker that got hit. What was that? Oh, Buffalo. So I got a couple. I said, women stand there and make hot wings. And Well, my comment was, I know they're upset about that, but what I was saying was, that's that man's job. You know what I'm saying? He playing football. She can't make comments and make his life worse in that locker room. You know, I wasn't trying to say I'm no woman. You know, I don't. I cook wings. I love cooking wings. But what I was saying was, she needs to stay out of his job because he got to deal with those guys in the locker room. Do you guys agree with me? You know, well, you know. Uh, you know, I, we uh, we talked a little bit about this last time, and and the the thing is, is you know, there's an emotional attachment there because that was her husband that she was uh, talking about, and I think when they, uh, there's an emotional attachment to something like that, uh, it's real easy to to uh, go overboard uh, with with things you say, uh, and uh, you know. It, she uh, she went on later to retract and and given an an apology, but uh, you know I don't think she really meant what what she said and 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 a lot of it probably just came out in a in a uh, blur, you know and uh, and after the fact she realized that hey maybe what I said was not uh, you know not good and you know I should I should probably uh, make it right you know so. Wait uh, she was completely in the wrong, so I agree with your point. You know, um, and I brought up the point last week. Brett Grimes from the Dolphins uh, was was in a very, if not worse, situation where his wife was very vocal on social media, calling into radio stations, talking about the management and. Um, talking about how horrible Tannehill was as a quarterback, and that was the reason why they were losing games in Miami. He lost his job as a professional. We've all heard the horror stories of some, you know, somebody's wife coming to their job and getting fired or almost fired. And we, 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 we've seen the sitcoms where the guy calms the lady down and says, you know, you can't, you can't come to my job, you know, yelling and screaming or whatnot. It's, it's completely unacceptable, and football is no different than anybody else's job. You can't go to somebody's job, tell their boss, and make it known in a public way, you know, 
what's going on. So in that respect, I am 100% in agreement. I'm not saying that women or men have a place, so I'm not saying she should have stayed in her place. What I'm saying is that she has no place commenting on what goes on in an arena that she has nothing to do with. I understand the emotional attachment, but we're all attached to our spouses, our kids, our significant others in whatever way. That does not give us the right to go question teachers, principals, bosses, owners, other players, so on and so forth. Uh, before you answer, Chris, I know you want to answer, but I want to put out there, me and Chris had talked about that. I'm like, Chris, I wasn't meaning, you know, because we laughed about it, and Chris the wing, but I was saying was, we talk about, if I went to, went to Chris Jobs, when she come home and say, hey, such and such, and I go there, hey, why are you doing I'm in the wrong. That's her job. I know nothing about what she do to go and say, so how does woman know what goes on in that locker room and kick on that football, you know, just because her husband, she sees something on TV. Go ahead, Chris. I'm, I'm talking too much. Well, like I said last week, um, yeah, there, there, there's that emotional attachment, and, and that's her husband, you know, who, who was going to be what well, could have gotten hurt badly, because of, 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 of Sherman. And they, they absolutely called, the, the rest didn't call it, the rest didn't do right. And, you know, it, it was just all a, a comedy of errors during that game. And, you know, she, and, and, and you guys might agree with me. Sherman, Sherman's done this before. He, he can be kind of a dirty player. We talk about that. We and, talk about her running her mouth. I, I understand. But I, I'm, I'm saying that, that, that she, she did this. And, and everyone knows how social media is. Social media, I mean, I mean, you can't do anything without somebody else seeing what, what you're doing. And I agree that, that how she said it was totally inappropriate. Totally inappropriate. But for her to, to vent, to go on, on online and vent in some way, to me, is, is, is fine, you know. But there's, there's just the right way to do it. It ain't fine for me. She should have bought at home. Lewis is gonna spend his money. But anyway, we ain't getting that. You know. <laughs> you gonna get in trouble again. What's that? Wait. I said you're gonna get in trouble again. Oh, I mean, she don't know what goes on in that locker room. I've been in that locker room. She has no right to come and say what a man football, football is a dangerous sport. People get hit and, and, and injured and, and take shots at quarterbacks on that. So so that's what her, yeah, she sit that at home and talk to him and when she get home about it. You don't go on nationwide to meet her and tell, you know, you sit at home and tell your husband, hey, I didn't like that, blah, blah, blah. She tell her bridge club people all about that when she at bridge club. You don't go out and put no meat and tell somebody they're an animal. Come on now, that's almost like Phil Jackson called people posses, you know? <laughs> You're right. You're right. But like so, I said, she, so she, she, she needs to sit at home and, and do what she was doing, spending his money, and then shut her mouth. Because she probably know nothing about football. What she know about? Well, her husband kicked the ball. Kickers, you know what they do, kickers? They kick, wait a minute, you know that. They, 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 Ten minutes out of practice about a whole day. True, but they're, they're, they're necessary. And, and until the NFL completely does away with kickers or kicking, I mean, <clears throat> they're necessary and a crucial component. Um, you see how many games have been won and lost on somebody's right or left foot. So, um, until hey, that, that, what's that? 
Hey, if you came home and you told your wife, hey, the job doing this and that, and your wife called up the job, why are you doing this to my husband? You'll come home, hey, this am I wrong or right? Hey, come on. <laughs> You're right, James. I mean, it, you know, it wouldn't be right for her to, to step step over that line, you know, that way. Uh, yeah, and, and I'd have to say, hey, you know, that it's not your place. But, uh, you know, it, it's like I said before, it, I think that, that uh, emotional attachment, it, uh, it almost, uh, you know, it, 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 makes it, it makes it really tough for people to, to hold back, you know. And, uh, you know, she, she, you're right. She, 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 she didn't have a, any business, you know, saying what she said. So There's a difference saying... You know, you know what? He could have really hurt my husband. He could have been playing no more, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Say that. Don't go, uh, animal, you, you know, you put, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I, that's, I you, that's what I was saying is, is there, there's a more appropriate way for her to have worded it than to have called, called him the animal like she did. So I, on that end, I agree with you. Go ahead, Chris. Ask your question. Since we're talking about kickers, let's let's move to to the to basically what's going on with two point conversions. It seems like more teams are going for two point conversions instead of the extra points. Um, and I have stats here. So since two thousand one, there's been one thousand and forty five two point conversion attempts, with teams converting five hundred and one of them. That's basically forty seven point nine percent conversion rate. Last Sunday, between Pittsburgh and Dallas, I think we all saw this, they combined for a, a, an historic zero for six in two-point conversion tries. Do you think that, so I, I'm asking both, both Abe and Waylon, do you think that they that both teams should have just got stuck with the extra point instead? Abe, what do you think? Well, you know, I mean, the, the name of the game is the, to, uh, to score as many points as possible, you know. Uh, but, uh, I mean... I don't know. I, you know, it's hard to say because, you know, look at how many uh, field goal attempts have, have been uh, missed. You know, I mean, you got to take that into consideration as well. I mean, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of factors that go into that all of that. But uh, you know, like I said before, the, the name of the game is to uh, to score as more as many points as possible uh, within the allotted time, and uh, you know that's. I think you know that's what they're 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 trying to do. They're trying to get those points. Wayne, what do you think? I think uh, more often than not, it's fool's gold. Um, you saw what happened to Pittsburgh. So they missed the first extra point. Dallas scores. They score again. They want to be up by seven. You miss the extra point. You miss the two point conversion again. And if you watch that game, Pittsburgh was always behind it. You look at one point in the game, they would have been up three points had they not um, missed all of those extra points. And, and so you keep putting yourself behind the eight ball. Now, I can understand it if you don't have a reliable kicker. And if you have an offense like Pittsburgh where you imagine that most of the time they're converting those two-point conversions very easily. I've seen Pittsburgh the entire year. And they've had much more success doing that um, than they did against Dallas this past week. So that's his mindset going in. I mean, 
every week when I watch Pittsburgh, every week they when whenever they score that first touchdown, they go for it. That's just their mindset. They don't care what the score is, who they're playing. That first time they score a touchdown, they're going for the extra point. So I don't necessarily mind it because they already have that as part of their game plan. You get Dallas doing it now, and you just wind up chasing points. Um, a field goal kicker should be able to make a 33-yard extra point. Now, I know they say you shouldn't, and of course I'm using it again, use the word should, but that's what you're getting paid for. If you can't do that, there's no reason for you to even be part of my team. If I feel like I need to go for two points because I can't trust you to make one automatically, there's no room for you on my team. So I think it really is fool's gold, and I just think, as everyone saw this week, once you get behind that eight ball, it's hard to come back and get on the right track once you start doing that and using that as a strategy. Hey, guys, remember uh, they're they trying to do out with the extra point. That's why they they, they shorten the goalposts and they're moving them back. They want all that extra point. So now you look at about five years, it's going to be all two-point conversion, you know. So that's going to be effective. Why? That's going to go out that extra kick. Because why you – I keep telling you, I think um, you guys are on the show. Buddy Ryan said, look over there. When was that practice? I remember when I was at practice. The kickers are all on the dummy bags over there playing around. They practice 10 minutes at the end of the, the practice when they do uh, the special team. That's all they do. So they can't make that like Wayman say, then why you need them? They don't, we don't need kickers. They're already trying to put out the kick return, so you might as well just start the ball at the 25 now. Why you need kick return? You start at the 25, you know? So that's going to be done in uh, watching a couple of Maybe five years or two, kicking off and extra points gonna be out of there. Done. I don't. I don't disagree, and I think you're right. I think the NFL is going towards a point in time where kickers are no longer necessary. They're already, you know, like you said, uh, increasing the distance for an extra point to 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 kind of use that as an incentive four teams to go for it more, um, which, and Chris just now quoted the statistics, teams are definitely going at it uh, at a much higher rate now. And I think the next logical step, even though I think the NFL is hypocritical and doesn't really care about anybody's safety, um, and and I think the next logical step, and they'll probably use or do it in the name of safety, is to do away with kickoffs altogether. Um, You might still have a punter. I think you need punting as an integral part of football because you can't go for it on fourth and and twenty from the from the eight yard line. But um, I think you do away with all the kicking here in the next few years. What do you think, Eric? Well, you know, for me, uh, having watched the sport, you know, I'm playing, you know, as a kid, it, it uh, you know, it, it. it it's, it's for me. It would change the whole game entirely. You know, I mean, it, I mean, for we've all all we've ever known is this way. You know, so to, to change it would be to to make it a whole new sport to me. I think, you know, and uh, I, I don't. 
I don't know that I'm 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 crazy about the idea, but uh, you know, I guess it, it would uh, it would something be have to be something that uh, you know that that I would have to 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 uh, it'd be it'd be a, it, something that'd have to be acquired, you know, because uh, I I just don't know, you know, it, like I said, it's it's going to be a different sport at that point, you know, it's it's going to be something different. You know, so it, it would be a, a definitely big a big change for me. But, but look, but Chris, look at the game. Every time a kicker right kick, they call timeout to ice them. And what happened after that? They miss. Am I right, Chris? Probably about forty to fifty percent of the time. Yeah, they do miss when they try to ice them, and that, that's kind of smart move at times. What? And if I can speak to Abe really quick. Hey, you know, you remember they didn't have two-point conversions a while back or right. the, pass, the pass interference rules that they have now. The game is constantly changing and evolving. I think it'll still be a game that, that you love, but I think it'll be a much more competitive game. Just like the college yeah. game, you know, on that third overtime when, you're, when you can't kick an extra point and they force teams to go for two-point conversions. So I'm not saying that it would be better or worse, but just imagine the NFL where after every touchdown scored, you had to put a lot of effort into that two-point conversion because you didn't have the ability to kick an extra point. In my mind, and of course I'm just speaking from my perspective, that's probably a lot uh, easier to market and, and probably would increase your fan base when you take that kicker out. I'm not saying that it's not the game I grew up with, the game that I love, but I can see that being a very entertaining and intriguing part where, you know, at the end of the game, you're down by eight instead of seven or, or six. You have to score that touchdown and, and, and go for that two-point conversion and make it to maybe send it to overtime or win that game. I just think that adds another element that you can market that could potentially be better in the long run for the NFL. You know what, wait a minute. When you said that, you know, I want to speak on that real quick. You know, I sat there in goal line, uh, and I think, I mean, I had a handbook from the Eagles. It was unbelievable. And, you know, goal line plays, there's no way. I don't know. I just look at TV when they go for two points. There's no way in the heck you cannot score on that. You, you only got the five or seven they put you on. You got so many plays, somebody should be open every time to score on that. I don't see how they do not make it. It's just impossible. It's well, impossible. Just, like, just like you practiced it, I practice goal line too. So I practice all of your plays and all your goal line plays. Um, I mean, and that's what makes it competitive. Like, like Chris said, you had both teams combined to go 0-6. It's not a given. You, you would think it would be from the two-yard line. It's not a given. You're backed up. you got 22 grown men in a small, tight space. Um, Wait, let me cut you off. Wait, if I'm lined up against you, there's no way you could cover me. And I know, you know what I'm saying? I'm off of this because I know where i got to go. You don't. There's no way you could cover me. But I'm putting my hand right in your chest and in your neck if the referee is not looking, and we're going to fight for those two yards. Um, just like that, just like that goal line stand with probably the biggest goal line stand in in in, in NFL history, the Seahawks and uh, 
and uh, New England. That he had seen was, that play that a million receiver, times. That receiver was not aggressive. He should have went because he knew where that ball was going. That defense back more aggressive than the receiver. He that did. receiver went for that ball. He knew where that ball was going. That was on that he receiver. That was. But that's how it happened. So that that DB had seen that play a million times and reacted in a split second and came up with that interception. That's all I'm saying. That's that's competitive. Imagine the end of games being just like that Seattle game and that New England game where you've got to make that. And, of course, that was for a touchdown, but you've got to make that to win or lose the game. Just like Seattle played New England this past week and they had that goal line stand. I just think that adds another element to the game that I would be interested in looking at. Go ahead, Chris. I won't. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> all right. So we're still all about the Cowboys, guys. And uh, Terrence Williams isn't getting the ball thrown too much this year. Okay? He has 17 catches for a total of 219 yards. They basically seem to be using him more for blocking. Uh, with Ezekiel Elliott running the ball and Des Bryant and Jason Witten catching the ball, if you were Terrence Williams, would you consider being traded next year, Swayman? If I was Terrence Williams, I would keep my mouth shut and block whoever they told me to block. Um, you have the potential to be part of a championship team. And I think nowadays, especially that that team is starting to get a little bit of notoriety, people don't know their role. Um, you look at Seattle's receiver. You look at what Jimmy Graham had to do to finally start fitting in in Seattle. In Seattle, Jimmy Graham has to block. Um, they like to run the ball in Seattle. Jimmy Graham in New Orleans was never asked to block anyone. But to be successful and for that team now, starting to integrate him in catching the ball, but you had to block first on that team. Terrence Williams, you got Des Bryant. You're not Des Bryant, and, and, and you're not the best route runner. Um, that goes to Cole Beasley, so when they need a third and five or third and six, and they need someone to get open, that's typically Cole Beasley. Know your role. You're still getting paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, to be on a championship caliber team. I understand, and, and I wouldn't blame him for wanting to be more involved in something that's going very well. But at the same time, you don't want to disrupt what's going on either um, because if you only have seven ca- 17 catches for X amount of yards, you can probably put love in there right now and, 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 and replicate that production. So um, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Hey, hey. Uh, yes, women don't understand, but go ahead, Abe. Uh, what's our word, Abe? We use that word, uh, three-letter word. Uh, uh, He's a bum. <laughs> Say it, Abe. Go ahead, Abe. Go ahead. No, uh, you know, uh, what I think, you know, I think it's it's selfish for him to, you know, want the ball all the time. You know, it's a team effort, uh, you know, and it's a combination of, of what they're doing, you know, as 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 far as their running game, you know, the passing, who's getting the ball and when. I mean, if you're open, you're going to get the ball because he's not – Dak Prescott is not just looking for one receiver. He's, he's scanning the whole field. He's looking for every, anybody who's open. And if you're open, you're going to get the ball. So, you know, uh, I, I, I think uh, at one point or another, uh, Des Bryant 
might have felt uh, the same way, you know, as far as not getting the ball. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think that's 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 pretty selfish, you know, to want all of that all the time, you know. Hey, that's our word, bum, right, Abe? <laughs> but this is what we got to do. We got to take a break, and when we come back, Chris got more questions. She's on the road to Iowa, you know, and uh, this is James, Chris, Abe, the prophet, and um, the brum of um, Williams, because he messed me up last year on fantasy football, didn't he, Chris? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hello? You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, loving that sports talk. Co-host is with me. Chris, you with me? I'm here, James. And we got Abe. Abe, you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. And we got Wayman the Prophet. Wayman, I got a bow down. You the Prophet. That's right, man. <laughs> I'm just consulting my runes and looking at these mystic scrolls. Yeah, I got to make one comment. Then we'll let Chris, um, we got to talk about um, Eagles. But Wayman, you made a point that um, they said dead to get rid of them. That's the same thing that happened at Philly. Nobody understands. Philly cut Chris. And I was starting in Chris because they figure, hey, I'm this young guy making less. They can make, you know, what I'm doing, what he's doing. I mean, you know, same thing, less money because we have Mike Quick, Keith Jackson tied in, Greg Gary and all like that. So you're right, Wayman. I mean, they're going to get rid of theirs and say, hey, we bring somebody in cheaper to do that same route as well because whatever's going on the other team is happening, you know? And we had that defense back then, Jerome and Brand, I mean, oh, yeah. uh, Reggie oh, yeah. White. So oh, yeah. you didn't need a superstar, you know? 
you, you don't. And, and Dallas doesn't need uh, outside of the superstars that Dak Prescott is, is growing into and, and, and Ezekiel Elliott is growing into. Uh, you don't need a superstar. Um, and <clears throat> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be disruptive if I was on that team. I mean, I, I would keep my mouth shut um, and and say very little uh, because I wanted to be a part of that team. Go ahead, Chris. Make it happen, Captain. All right, guys. So I want to talk about this upcoming game. So the Cowboys face the Buffalo Ravens this coming Sunday. The Ravens have won five straight games against rookie quarterbacks. They've held them to a 60.9% passing rating and not allowing more than 210 passing yards. Um, rookie quarterbacks have throw, only thrown two quarterbacks, or sorry, three, two touchdowns, but five interceptions against them. So Dak Prescott, he's averaging 8.4, 8.4 yards per attempt he's thrown with only two interceptions. He's won eight straight games. One of these two streaks has to end. Let's talk about who will win and why. So, Abe, I'm pretty sure I know who you're who you're going for, but I want to hear who and why. Uh, you're uh, you're uh, absolutely right. I'm 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 picking Dallas on this one, and uh, reason being, I, I think the they're they're going to play the running game, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott is going to take care of the rest there. Uh, you know, the, the offensive line is going to make the holes that they need to make, and and he's going to run to them. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's, uh, that's enough to remedy all that stuff that you were talking about and, uh, they get the job done. Wayman, I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, I think, to be honest, uh, be real, Wayman, be real. I am. I, I gotta be honest. I think that Dallas pulls it out, but I don't think that, uh, it's by the margin that that people are starting to expect. I think Baltimore <clears throat> does have <clears throat> a lot better defense than people give them credit for, but I think the reason why it's hard to give Baltimore much credit is because their offense is so horrible. I just think that over the course of the game, Dallas will find a way to score some points, where with that Baltimore offense, scoring any points is a struggle no matter who they're playing. Even that Cleveland game on Thursday night where you had – um, their quarterback throwing two interceptions. It just turns out that Cleveland is a horrible team. And, and you look at how Dallas played against Cleveland the week prior to that, and they completely blew them out of the water. I just think Dallas has too much offense um, for Baltimore to win that game, even though I do think it'll be a com- more competitive game than people expect. You know what? Well, I'm disappointing you. I'm, I'm not disappointing Abe. I already know he's going to go. But I got to look at Abe every day until they lose, so that's fine. But um, Dallas winning ugly, and they're going to have to lose again. They're not going 15-1 like Carolina. They're not good like Carolina. So they're going to lose again. It's going to be one of these games. So you guys will see, and then I could walk in work and look at Abe and, and say, Abe, good morning. <laughs> no, Dallas, Dallas is going to lose again, but uh, it's not until they have to face the Redskins on that schedule. We should have beat them the first time. Okay, we'll see. Well, next week, uh, we definitely got to have you guys on. Uh, but we got to talk about uh, Miller. Me and uh, Abe pulled it up today about him and that girl in Mexico. 
Hey, I don't know, James. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, there's some, some talk out there that uh, there's a lawsuit going on with uh, Vaughn Miller and this girl from uh, California. Her name's, uh, I believe, Elizabeth Ruiz. Uh, and apparently there's a tape that uh, of him and this girl together. And uh, she wants some money for it. And uh, I don't think uh, Von Miller wants to give her that money, but uh, I don't know. He might have, he, you never know. He might get second thoughts and just pay her. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I guess that's what's going on. So next week, you got to look it up, and we got to talk about that. Right, Chris? Absolutely. I'm, I, I'm intrigued. I, haven't, I need to do some research on this. You better do the research. Maybe I ain't did it today. <laughs> Wait a minute, have you done it? You heard about it? Now, what is that? What did Brian Miller do? Or supposedly apparently, do? Apparently, there's a sex tape that he has with this girl uh, out in California, and uh, she she wants some money for it. She wants to. Uh, yeah. Well, Brian Miller is smart. If Brian Miller is smart, he won't give her a dime because in today's day and age. Um, not that he's only he's not already famous, but the only thing that's going to do is increase attention um, and increase his star, at least publicity. So the only thing that can do for him is help him. I wouldn't pay her a dime. It might hurt his um, sponsors. It's not going to hurt anything. Look at Draymond Green, who sent a Snapchat of you know what during uh, the Olympics. Uh, he actually sent that out himself. And there was nothing that happened. I mean, he got made fun of and ridiculed by his teammates. But you look at Paris Hilton. You look at Kim Kardashian. And Kim, Kim Kardashian's claim the same is that she made a sex tape. Yes. Yeah, that, that's very true. That's very true. I mean, I was thinking that with, with Vaughn, you know, how's, how's it going to hurt him? Because, you know, I understand that the NFL has a, has a rule that, you know, gets certain things, but but it's a sex tape, I don't think it's going to hurt them. No. Well, guys, we're in the show, but um, next week we'll talk about it. Google it up. So, thank okay. you guys All again. Right. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 